0: something that happens between your ears that is absolutely responsible for your eternity. Reap what you sow. We all know that. Right? Everybody say you reap what you sow. So careful what you sow. If you sow a thought, you reap an action. If you reap an action, you sow that, So in action, you're going to reap a habit. If you sow that habit, you reap character. You sow the character, you reap eternal destiny. And it all starts with what you sow. You allow to be sown, planted as seed in your brain. Science writer Joshua Feuer explains to a nine-year-old boy named Tom, and I'm so glad because I am I like it when people explain stuff that's easy. A little boy named Tom wanted to know how a brain can store so much information, being only three and a half pounds. Here's the answer. An adult's brain only weighs just a few pounds, but it's here's the difference of just a few pounds of flesh or just a few pounds of tissue this is a very different type of tissue the brain it's made up of 100 billion microscopic neurons each of these neurons looks like a tiny branching tree whose limbs reach out and touch other neurons in fact each neuron can make between 5,000 and 10,000 connections with other neurons sometimes even more, and that's more than 500 trillion connections. It's happening right now while you're standing, listening to me. He goes on to say, a memory is essentially a pattern of connections between these neurons. Every sensation you remember, every thought you think, transforms your brain by altering the connections within that vast network. By the time I get to the end of this sentence, you will have created a new memory, which means your brain will have physically changed. And now I'm at the end of that sentence. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, and I want to get ahead of the devil for someone here today, for someone in the next few weeks that maybe experiencing mental alterations that should not be happening because I want to show you how that you are powerful over the power of the enemy to come in and destroy if you let him. He'll destroy. But he doesn't destroy by attacking your pinky toe. He doesn't destroy by attacking your gallbladder. He doesn't destroy by attacking your hearing or your eyesight he destroys by attacking your mind my mind is up for grabs as long as i'm alive and the devil knows it and he won't do everything he can to stake a claim but you know what we're going to do here tonight we're going to kick off and even pray about it we're going to kick off the series on mind games the devil plays and i'm telling you right now the devil does not have the authority in my life, and I'm saying He doesn't have the authority in your life to alter anything in your brain. Your mind and my mind are off limits, and they need to be understood in Jesus' name. Lord, bless this time together. Let our thoughts be yielded to you. God, I pray right now for somebody here who's been putting up guards Walls like an iron curtain around their mind, so they can't be can't be anything that intrudes. Lord God, let it fall. Let that curtain fall. Let it open. God make us vulnerable to your word and ready to bow a knee before you and pray. And see the need for prayer in this whole complex. Discussion on mind games in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Look at your neighbor and say, your brain looks good on you. God bless your brains as you're seated. I am really glad we cannot see each other's brains. Let me just tell you, I, I am, this has to be a series because there's no way that I can make this, I can get this all in. And if you know me, if you've known me through the years, you've known I have gone through seasons of preaching super fast where people really couldn't even stay up with me until I finally ratcheted down and I throttled back and I like dialed down. People are saying, hey, you're preaching too fast. You're the fastest preacher in the West. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to slow down. But I kind of want to get back into that. I have to to throttle back when I have so, the Lord has given me so much to, to say, and I have to ask you, friends, brothers, sisters, online audience, Tuesday, 7.30, Mountain Daylight Time, please don't miss the continuation of Mind Games. Don't miss it. Do not, please do not miss it Tuesday night. Make a notification if you have to, whatever is needing to happen. Wrap a string around your finger, but not too tight. Make sure you don't restrict the blood flow. Hey, thank you all musicians and singers for a wonderful worship set tonight with so many missing, we couldn't tell. It was awesome. Praise God. Thank you, all of you, Sister Kelly, brother, Brother Mitchell. Thank you. What a wonderful team. So thankful for all of you. Here's the scripture, Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. So why? Why? So we can look fancy? So we can look like a knight in armor? So we can look attractive? No. No. Here is the point of the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. How many have used that word wiles today? The closest we get is wily coyote. (laughs) Because the word wiles is a bit out of date in our current vocabulary. But I would like for you to highlight the word wiles for a while. Let's let's just focus in there. I'm going to literally, I'm going down pages in my notes right now. Pages. And I'm going down to wiles. That word wiles, W-I-L-E-S, is taken from the word in Greek, methodos. Methodos, M-E-T-H-O-D-O-S, like method with an O-S on the end. Methodos. And that word, methodos, is actually two words that are crunched together, glued together, making a compound word with meta and odos. Watch out for the wiles of the devil, brothers and sisters. I hope maybe tonight you're going to start thinking about the devil's wiles a completely different way. Methodos. We put on the whole armor of God so we can stand against the Methodos. If you could read in Greek, you would be able to read the whole Scripture in Greek. But since we can't, we can lift that word wiles out, study the language underneath and find out it was originally pinned probably to a candle and in the nighttime of a of a of a dark place with a with a quill and ink and the word methodos was written as the <coughs> excuse me, the original classical uh, ancient Greek word, methodos. So the writer had something in mind that I want to make sure I know what he had in mind. How many of you want to know what he had in mind when he said you can stand against the methodos? of the devil. He is giving the devil some kind of credence, clarifying what the devil does and how he does it. Now watch this closely. With is the word we get meta from. Meta means with. And odos is the word for road. So, the word odos actually is the place where we get the word odometer. Isn't that interesting? Like the odometer in your car that measures how many miles you've driven on the road. So you take methodos as one word, and listen to what it means. With a road. What is God's word saying? Methodos. It is saying that the devil, when he works against you and me, he does it with a road. There's only one entrance into the life of a believer. And he uses only one road, one avenue, one lane of attack. Satan has only one way to work. And if he always attacks believers the same way, we ought to get smart and say, let's quit thinking he's this big, careful, big, scary, smart devil. Let's realize that he has methodos. He does it with a road, he has one mode of attack. One lane of of usage, and with this one lane that he works through, and he always attacks with that way, with us with that way, then we need to understand what in the world it's talking about. He uses one lane in the life of a Christian. When the devil's in his lane doing what he does, folks, listen to me what I'm telling you. He is going somewhere with his packages and with his, with his, with his, uh, with his uh, cargo and with the things that he's wanting to bring into your life. He has one lane of attack and one mode, one method, methodos. Bear with me. Let me come back to that. I want to show you something else. I hate giving the devil any credit at all, and I hate talking about the devil. But you know what? If you don't know your enemy, you'll never be winners. If you don't know who your opponent is, you'll always be fighting the dark. You won't make any connections. I'm ready for some of us to hit him head on. I'm ready for somebody to go ahead and make a connection and say, there you go, devil. How you like that? Come on now. First, second Corinthians 2, 10... Our team back there, they don't even have these scriptures. They're just moving quickly, right along with us, and I so appreciate it. 2 Corinthians Corinthians 2.10, the Apostle Paul says, I forgave, and cutting short the rest of the words, he says, I forgave. In verse number 11, he says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So there's a second word. I want to bring to your attention. We talked about wiles with the road, one lane, one mode of attack, got one method. We're not ignorant of that in Jesus' name. We're not ignorant of his devices. Now, what does the word device mean? Comes from the Greek word nomada, which has a root word, nous, N-O-U-S, which is the word mind, N-O-U-S. N-O-U-S, nous. Nous, the word mind. And the word nomada, devices, everybody see that word? We're not ignorant of his nomada. Don't say it doesn't matter, it does matter. Nomada, yeah. I'm probably not saying it right, but it's N-O-E-M-A-T-A, nomada. But let me tell you what the writer was saying when he actually dipped the pink, dipped the ink in the in the in the ink ink well and, and wrote the word nomada. He was actually meaning the word scheming of the mind. We are not ignorant of his scheming of the mind. So here's what a modern day translation would say of that whole verse you have on the screen. Everybody ready? We're not ignorant of the mind games the devil tries to pull on us. Have you ever experienced a mind game with the devil? If you've been serving the Lord for any length of time, you know that the devil is a mind game. Game expert, and he is so good at his game that if we've got if we're not aware of that one simple facet of of of, of life, that we we will be taken down. So what I'm going to do here in the next few weeks, in Jesus' name, we're going to really aim in, focus our guns on mind games that the devil plays. So when we put, let's let's just catch this now. I'm going back to Methodos now. And I'm going to connect them to no matter. Watch this. When we put all these words together, we see that the devil works with a while, because he's wily, and he works with a road, right? Are we all together so far? Now, where is that road headed? Can I tell you right now, it's headed for your brain. And if the devil can get a foothold inside your brain, he'll pull a device on you. Once he has a road into your brain, he's going to start messing around with your mind and take advantage. Unless you take a step on Sunday night and say the devil is not going to be ahead of me, I'm going to be ahead of him. I know his mode of attack It's not through my friends and family. Oh, they say the people who hurt you the worst are the ones closest to you. You know what? Really, the bottom line has nothing to do with anybody around you. It has to do with how you are allowing the devil to come into your brain and impact your mind and make you think things that aren't even true. Now, that's the next word of three we're going we've already talked about wiles now we've talked a little bit about methodos uh, and wiles we talked about about devices and and scheming of the of the mind which is mind games now now the road i want to just repeat all that again because it's kind of a kind of a lot here the devil has a road and his road is one road that has one method of attack When he's in his lane, you might think, I'm losing my money. I'm losing my job. My family doesn't like me anymore. My marriage is falling apart. The devil. No. The devil is only useful in one lane. And that is if he can get to your brain. In other words, let all the world around you crumble and fall apart. But if you have your brain under the the and under the beautiful, careful auspices of the Word of God and you're protected by God's Word. And I'm getting way ahead of myself. This is about, about what we're going to be praying about. When you're in a place of protection, then you know what? It doesn't matter what happens in the world around you. You can stand with your, with your head high knowing that the devil may be doing his very best, but guess what? You've learned how to block his efforts and you've learned how to thwart him. You've learned how to stop him in his tracks and though there may be you all by yourself in a prison cell, a dungeon with rats and human refuse around you and, and the stench of, of, of under, underground and you may be in a little barely barely big enough to move box How scary would that be, brothers and sisters? None of us would want to be there. But can I tell you that if you were in that kind of a position and if you had control over your mind, you would literally still be a joyful, Holy Ghost-filled man or woman of God and nobody could make you feel lonely if you have the upper hand on the devil. So easy to blame things that aren't even the devil's mode of attack. They're not even his lane. They're all... All roads, if you will, lead to one straight into your brain. Revelation 20, verse 10. The devil that deceived them. That's the word right there. Has anybody ever been deceived before? Have y'all ever been deceived? The devil who deceived them. Sleight of hand, magician. How many of you hate it when you're deceived at Checkers, tic-tac-toe. Have, okay, come on. All right, how many of you ever lost a tic-tac-toe game? Raise your hand. Doesn't it just make you want to just pound the table? I knew better than that. I hate it when my brain is. And see, that's what it comes down to. What I was thinking about. If you can get distracted by your opponent, you'll lose. Same with checkers, same with chess, all that. But the ultimate deceiver of all is the devil. The devil that deceived them was cast. Oh, hallelujah for this prophecy. (laughs) This is his demise right here on the screen. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So highlight the word deceived with me. We've already talked about wiles. We've talked about. We've already talked about uh, uh, devices. Now we're going to talk about deception before we conclude. Everybody catch this, all right? Deception. It's taken from the word dolios. And dolios doesn't mean to be deceived accidentally or haphazardly. No, 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 no. It means to deceive or On purpose. Dolios. That word can be found all throughout the New Testament in verses that are connected with the devil's sleight of hand. The devil's deceptive abilities. The devil's desire to confuse you and cheat you out of something because you weren't paying attention. He has in his mind this one plan, and that is he wants to get right into your brain, and once he gets in there, he's not finished. He wants to keep on doing his dirty work. Can I tell you what his dirty work is? Once he's made it in that lane into your brain, guess what? Then he's going to start stirring things up, and dolios becomes a part of his highest priority. If he can just get you deceived, if he can just get you to think something is that isn't, or something isn't that is and he gets you confused and gets you distracted then by, the, by his own power he will have taken you down and you will have stopped and said God why didn't you send a pastor to help me keep from being deceived I don't want anybody to be able to say that that's listening to this tonight in Jesus name can I tell you in the most literal sense the word dolios means to bait somebody like baiting a hook Diabolical road the devil has headed to your brain is coming right into your mind if you let it. But we know the wiles of the devil, we know the wiles of the enemy. Come on, somebody, help me. Help me start realizing we've got to stand against the wiles of the devil. Don't even let the wiles make any progress. Because if the wiles make progress, then guess what's going to happen? Then his devices will begin to be unleashed. And if you let the devices begin to be unleashed because of that one road, then I'm going to tell you something. He's going to start doing his dirty work of deception. And deception, church, is such a horrific thing that once that begins to happen, it's almost impossible to untangle deception when we've allowed it to get that far because those the bait has been swallowed with the hook in it. By putting those three words together, we see exactly how the devil works in the mind of a saint of God, in the mind of a believer. So here, let me, let me summarize. He comes with a while, which means a road. That diabolical road is headed for your brain, And if the devil can beat down your resistance, he'll begin to wage war in your mind with a device or a mind game. And once mind games are in full motion, he baits the believer with lying accusations and slanderous allegations and with those lies. He has successfully baited the believer. And if the believer believes those lies to be true, he bites the bait. The process of deception will be fully implemented in his or her life. And that individual will be not just tempted, but drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. When all we had to do was put on the armor of God, Put on the armor of God or die. I'm ready to stand against the wiles of the devil. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I do not want the enemy of my soul to have one moment of success in my mind. That is his goal. His goal is not your husband, wives. Come on now. Oh, your wife's like, man. Wives like, man, I know that the devil's after my husband. Because I mean he sometimes acts full of him. Don't nod, wives. Don't do nod. Husbands, my wife, she's the one. The devil's using, oh, come on, church, get this in your hearts and minds. The devil's using my kids. The kids are like, no, come on. The devil's using the tools that are clarified in the Bible. If you'll sit here on a Sunday night and listen to, the devil uses these wiles. He uses the deception, and he uses the devices to his own benefit. And you and I, if we're not careful, we'll just sit back and have no idea what's happening until it's too late. Now let me. You mind if I show you a picture of Lake Tahoe, real quick? I, I'm not going to show you a whole vacation slideshow. Oh, thank you, Jesus, because my wife and I had a wonderful time on in, in Atlanta, had a wonderful time, a little getaway, celebrated her graduation, and also that's the wedding yesterday, brother Bobby and sister Layla. All right, that's a picture that we took one of the cleanest, purest, coldest, and deepest lakes in the world Lake Tahoe that, that picture is a tiny bit stretched but that's so it fits the screen So, anyway you can see how clear it is right can you see how clear it is Brother Chris McHugh from back there Okay, clear, pristine seriously it is one of the purest lakes known to man the closest Colorado can come to that is Grand Lake at the headwaters of the Colorado River. How many of you like going to Grand Lake? Raise your hand. How many of you wouldn't be sad if you were suddenly in Grand Lake right now? (laughs) Beautiful, right? Cold, deep, and clean as well. Now, when I was praying through the night, and I was praying about my beautiful family of God called Calvary, the Lord made me think of this lake And the purity, the beauty, how clear it is. And it made me wake up just a little bit from my slumber and think, that's a pure, clear mind. It's beautiful. You can see down to 75 feet deep in it. And then after that, it's just plunging to 1,600 feet deep, deeper than the Royal Gorge is tall over the Arkansas River. That's a deep lake, brothers and sisters. Deep. It's pure. It's clean. And the Lord started swirling the lake 22 miles long through my mental process of prayer and meditation, and I was, started realizing that's the way I want my brain to be. I want to have a pure mind. I want to have a deep mind. I want to be able to comprehend the things of God. And I I don't want there to be a limitation to the ability to comprehend the things of God. And I know there's obviously a a limitation because of the fall of man. But when it comes to an ideal, wouldn't it be perfect if our brains could be as clean and as pure as a lake? Kind of like Lake Tahoe. Folks, it's a beautiful place. I mean, extremely gorgeous. It's like the Caribbean at 6,200 feet above sea level. Cold, pure. There are no aquatic species floating in this lake like there are in Cherry Creek Reservoir right over the hill. Cherry Creek Reservoir is one of the dirtiest lakes in Colorado. Probably there are dirtier, but I just know. It's dirty. And in my mind, I was thinking, okay, Lord, yeah, I got these contrasts of clean and dirty. And suddenly, the Lord brought something very close to this next image to my mind. Watch on the screen. Watch this, everyone. Let me show you this. See if this came through. Can you tell what that is? That's right. Straight from your local Walmart, right? No. No. No, that is a shopping cart, Brother Mitchell, that has for just a few months been left underwater in a dirty lake that has aquatic species that have been allowed to infest the waters of the lake. They call it zebra mussel, quagga mussel. If you've ever been out with a boat trying to put a boat on a lake in Colorado... They are very careful. Most every lake, they won't let you in without making sure you're a clean vessel. If it's a really dirty lake, they really don't care where you came from, right? But the cleaner the lake is, the more careful they are. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you come from Grand Lake with your boat and you walk drive up to Cherry Creek, they're like, "Come on in, no problem." You didn't come from a dirty lake. You came from a clean lake, so welcome in. But watch this the other way around. If you drive your boat from Cherry Creek Reservoir, I don't care if it's a canoe or if it's a little John boat or a dinghy or whatever, it can be a cigarette boat for all I care or a yacht. But if you bring it out of Cherry Creek, they, they put a, a special, a special little signature tab on the seal and they won't let you leave the lake until you get that little seal. That little seal means you've been to Cherry Creek. And when you drive two hours up to Grand Lake with your boat and they see that seal, they say, Oh no, get away. No, you know, they don't say get away, but you know what they do say? They say, Get on over to the decontamination station. And you're like, oh man, I gotta waste another couple hours getting decontaminated. And so the Lord is like bringing these thoughts to my mind, and I'm like, well, God, that's exactly what you've laid on my heart about our brains. Same thing, isn't it? Because. Good thoughts, pure thoughts, the things that are helpful, that are a blessing, that will elevate, that will make your life rich and pure and give you the things that are the fruit of the Spirit, those things are definitely out of a pure life and a pure mind. But look at that that picture up there. That's what happens when flat, hard surfaces are subjected to a lake that has been infested by little microscopic species of mussels. You can't even see them with the naked eye. They traveled over in ballast water, most likely from the Black Sea in Romania and Russia. They came through the channels to the Great Lakes in the United States. The Great Lakes is where they're traced back to, and they have scattered through all the western states, and they are a nuisance. Folks, if they get up in your boat motor... Your boat motor's history. You have to start all over. If they get in the plumbing of the lake system, the reservoir pipes, and, and the way the wet reservoir releases water and brings water out, whatever the case is, they'll gum it up, they'll muck it up and make it so, so messed up there's no way that the, that, the, that the mechanics can work anymore. All because of a tiny little bug. That's what those are. I didn't bring a picture. It kind of looks like mud got thrown all over it. But it's just like little dime and quarter size cute little clams they're 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 called zebra mussels because they're black and white striped. And this is the bane of Lake Tahoe. In fact, Tahoe's peak got they've got articles right now. We're only one step away from zebra mussels unless everybody takes really good care. Unless we really decontaminate every single boat that comes in. No boats can come in from anywhere else unless they're decontaminated. Well, how do you go about decontaminating, getting these little nasty bugs out of the boat? Here's how you do it. You blast them with water that's at least 140 degrees temperature. And you blast the whole boat, you blast outside, you blast inside, you clean the pipes, you run the boat with that water in it, and you just make sure that it's completely flushed with hot water. And when it's all been flushed out and you opened all the compartments and you've made sure that everything is flushed with clean, hot water, that is when and only then that places like Grand Lake... We'll say, okay, we can take your old seal off from your dirty lake and we'll give you a fresh, clean seal now. And now your boat is equipped and your boat has met the criteria and you're welcome into our clean reservoir. They call quagga mussels that are on this cart aquatic hitchhikers. They go with from your little boat that you might have bought on a yard sale for forty dollars, and they'll they'll attach themselves to a four hundred thousand dollar yacht. It doesn't matter. What matters is there's the avenue of transmission is the body of water. That's how they move and how they get around. And if they're allowed to stay in a body of water for any length of time, they are almost impossible to clean out of that body of water. I hope you're listening to what I'm saying here tonight, because this all goes back to the fact that you and I should have, and it ought to be our prayer right now, that God would let our minds be purified, that our minds be decontaminated. That our minds be blasted with some hot water, if you will. Maybe some hot water of prayer. Can I tell you that's why the Bible says the effectual, fervent, prayer of a righteous man avails much if you don't know how to pray with some fervency and some heat in it. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You'll carry some hitchhikers from one little place to another, from one book to another, from a magazine to another, from a billboard, from a friendship. Uh, You'll bring one little aquatic hiker from this place and that place, a movie, a DVD, something that you watched, some kind of a filthy joke you heard. You carry those hitchhikers around with you before you know it. You've got a brain that is muddled and so dirty and so impure that you don't really have a way of even processing anything else that's preached or taught or read and you just end up being just like the world. Can I tell you this is exactly why the Bible says that we must be renewed in the spirit of our mind. The Bible says uh, be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you don't have a renewed mind on a regular basis, then you're not going to be decontaminated. If I were you tonight, I'd say, God, I'm so ready to clean out my brain. I'm ready for my mind to get all washed, fresh and new. Now, the rest of you who are not making any noise, I guess you have perfectly clean brains and you ought to pray for us. I guarantee you right now, every one of us has got a reason to call upon the Lord. If Philippians, listen, Philippians 4 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Folks, this is absolutely urgent. If you don't catch this tonight, you're going to walk out of here with little mental hitchhikers that you're going to carry with you. And they're going to carry them with you tomorrow. You're going to carry them into your relationships. Carry them into your conversations. Carry them into your emails and your letters. and your All the decisions you make, you're going to carry those little things with you. And before you know it, you are just like completely bogged down because you have not renewed yourself in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God that's what the Bible says in Philippians 4 6 and Philippians 4 7 it says and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ hallelujah I would like to see if our If our helper in the back can please put Philippians 4-7 in the Amplified on the screen for a concluding scripture tonight. Philippians 4-7. I want you to get ready to pray, church. We're going to dim the lights. We're going to have a prayer meeting. And I'd like for you to get focused in here with us. In Jesus' name. Would you read it with me? Let's just take our time and God's peace. How's this going to happen? Because through prayer and supplication you made your requests known. That's verse 6. What does it say in verse 7? Read it with me. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus, you and I have got to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's going to get in with a little tiny drop of, of, of ugliness, a little offense, a little, a little turn of events in your life that, are, that, will, that will cause you to frown and feel like you're being mistreated. Then before you know it, you've allowed there to be a little hitchhiker of your brain that comes along. But the enemy, he shouldn't be given access. I want that peace to mount Guard over my heart tonight. How can I make that happen? You can't make it happen by having Pastor Haman pray for you. that's That's not the way it works. You remember what the verse before that? It says, pray. Don't worry, pray. The Amplified says, don't fret or have anxiety about anything. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and definite requests. If I were you tonight, I'd say, God, I need you to scrub my brain. Lord, please give me a fresh start. I want to stand up from this prayer position with a brand new mind. In Jesus' And can I get anybody to join me right now and say, God, you have got to start right now in this moment. This is a new start. This is a new day. I am not satisfied to go through another moment in my life without standing strong against the wiles of the devil, knowing that he's going to do everything within his power. To bring his devices in. And deceive. And before you know it, my mind is a polluted mess. Impure, carnal, and not far from a reprobate mind. And it all started when we just simply let some hitchhikers come along. Things that we got off a billboard, off of a dirty joke. Something somebody said. Maybe somebody treated me a certain way. And then before you know it, we're all angry at the world. And we're all... Losing touch with reality of what purity really yields in our lives. In Jesus' name. Are you ready to let Jesus Christ take worry out of the center and put some peace there? Come on, somebody. Anybody ready for some worry? He wants to blast it with a decon, decontamination. Blast it. You know, it doesn't take a three-hour prayer meeting. It doesn't take a one-hour prayer meeting. What it takes is an earnest prayer meeting. Could I get you to join me? I know I've gone way longer than I wanted to, but if you'll join me in a moment or two of prayer, I think it's time for us to mount a serious offensive against the enemy. Let's be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Stand against the wiles of the enemy. And there's no stronger stand than on our knees. May I join you, brothers and sisters? Let's all pray